right on pace with anything else has been UPS with some crazy swings. Smack in the middle of the supply chain chaos from the post-COVID era. Let's bring in John Ede joining us again from Argus Research, Director of Portfolio Strategies. So, John, UPS, we in for another ripper here on earnings because we've had it in both ways. Gap up two quarters ago and gap down the last one. Right. Well, um, I guess if you took a cue from FedEx, Oliver, you would expect another gap down. Right, FedEx reported decent revenue growth, but they had a hard time managing costs. And so margins plummeted and they missed expectations. That's not what the street is anticipating for UPS, however. UPS has a better history of managing costs and has expressed targets, plus a new CEO who's a former CFO from Home Depot on board. And she knows a thing or two about keeping costs under control. So I'm not expecting a, a big negative surprise hmm. UPS reports tomorrow. UPS, uh, supply chain hero, or uh, is this just a matter of expectations that maybe have already been baked in for difficulty uh, as far as that margin goes? Uh, are you saying that the market's kind of already understood their uh, challenges right now or that they're going to beat uh, what has been maybe baked into this so I, I think you might need to dial this back three or four years, Oliver, to, to get some context. Okay. Because, um, e-commerce, you know, really started taking off with the prime days and all, perhaps four or five years ago, and UPS never benefited from that as far as the stock price was concerned. They couldn't get, keep the costs under control back in the day. So it was just in the past year or so, maybe 18 months where UPS brought this new CEO on board and has started to take advantage of the growth in e-commerce. So that's a trend we're not anticipating is going to decline over the next few quarters. Hmm. And, and as long as UPS can manage the logistics, I, I think that e-commerce trend is going to carry them. So the what that it didn't a few years ago. Uh, and John, what about the, the overall top line situation? I mean, it seems that uh, there's a lot of questions about how they're making margins work and dealing with this, but just that kind of pure growth story that you're talking about that has been booming for e-commerce now for a long time, does that slow? How does the pace, do you think, uh, compare to a previous uh, quarters, maybe just during COVID when it really went uh, skyward? Right. So, um, 2Q was the quarter that they just reported a few months ago. And I think they had something like, what was it? 14% um, revenue growth, whereas FedEx had 44% revenue growth. Um, the forecasts for this quarter are a little bit more muted, more high single digit, 6%, 8% growth. Um, and, and if that's what they're anticipating, then again, I think they're going to have those costs under control. I know FedEx had $450 million in extra costs they hadn't been anticipating and are planning on hiring 90,000 employees for the peak holiday season. It'll be interesting to see you know, what UPS's plans are too. But um, just a comment on, on, on the volume, Oliver, in the uh, supply chain area. A lot of the rails reported last week 
and volume was down for you know these big commodity carriers, supply chain issues. But they were able to make up a lot of the volume weakness with which much higher pricing. Mm. I think that's probably something we're going to see from UPS when they report tomorrow too. Maybe not quite as volume, strong volume as they've had in the past, but but good pricing power. Interesting. Is that something that uh, can be sticky, or do they just drive the bus right now, or they can uh, <laughs> tell senders, hey, if you want to get it out, you're going to have to pay up for it? <laughs> um, you know, I, I think a lot of that is going to depend on the quality of the delivery, right? The timeliness, you know, whether uh, packages come all, you know, shaken up and, and broken. They don't usually have that issue. And, and, and again, as the e-commerce trend increases and they're one of the, you know, big providers of last mile services, I do think that they're going to have pricing power for quite some time. What about through the holiday season? How much language should we expect from their team about what they see? Is it too early or should we expect volumes to already be picking up with folks trying to get in ahead of the rush? Um, I think you're going to see that more in mid-November and, and, and afterwards. Um, a lot of times they've been focused, UPS and FedEx, on the volumes related to uh, COVID-19 supplies and, and vaccines. So uh, mm. they may talk about that a little bit more than holiday volume at this time, but but not next quarter for sure. Okay. John, uh, in terms of uh, uh, price or expectations, what do you think? Uh, walk us through kind of the case here for buying or selling it. Uh, sounds like you're pretty optimistic. Yes. Yeah, we are optimistic. We, we like the uh, CFO. We like her focus on the dividend and, and dividend growth. Um, the valuations aren't sky high here. You know, you were just talking about Facebook and Netflix and some of the other companies that have uh, very high multiples. UPS is, is, is more grounded, I, I guess, to use a word. So I, I think there's still value. And, and I believe the dividend yield is, what is it, over? Yeah, it's uh, 2%. And so that's going to be a good value with an S&P 500 sure. dividend yield of 1.3%. Getting more than the 10-year. All right, so 12-month rating, buy. Five-year rating, buy. And sector rating, overweight. You like it going into the report? John, thanks for the numbers. Thanks for the analysis. Okay. Thanks, Oliver. Sure thing. Have a nice evening. Thank you. You too. John Ede, President and Director of Portfolio Strategies at Argus Research.